You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. I always start the morning with like a cup of water. Like a, oh. Like a, I always do. Uh, so one of our really healthy friends said, always start with a cup of water because it like wakens up your, your digestive tract. It right. wakens up every, you know, all your, everything's just been kind of like semi dehydrated over the night. And so, uh, so I, I grabbed, grabbed the water. I came downstairs, you know, I took a sip and I go over and I grab my coffee at the same time, make my coffee and then I'll, and I usually pound my water, like just boom, I just hit it quick. Right. My wife hates it cause I can drink like 20 ounces of water and it doesn't <laughs> You're bother me. You're a gulper. You know, there's a difference between sippers and gulpers. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's, well, I say everyone and you know, these statements of all people is always dangerous, but a, absolutely. Like, I'm a gulper and I can drink through five cups of water at a restaurant and my wife will still be halfway done with her cup of ice water. Yeah, it and then is I'm the like, most amazing thing. I got to pee. I got to pee. It's like three times a day and I'm like, you got to say, yeah. So, but yeah, so, so I put it down for a second. I go grab my coffee and I turn back around and I just grab the glass and I started drinking it. Well, it, I grabbed the wrong one. Oh no. And it was like, it was the grossest, like it was old soda. But you know when like you don't kn- like your brain registers because like my kids had put their soda there from last night. Right. So it's flat, like old cream oh, soda. It is room temperature. Yeah. Oh. And I went Hump, and I hit it and then everything in your brain's like danger, danger, danger. <laughs> and like I almost threw up and I was like, Hoo! and so I, I spit it out in the sink. Some of it because I'd already gotten that little bit went down like, yeah. and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> so I spit it out in the sink and I grabbed my water. I was like trying to like chug it out. And it was just, and it left that terrible scent. Thank God. So I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged that your yeah. family also has uh, moments where they're trying to relive the movie Signs. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Yes, I have. Oh. It's been so long. It, it, well, the little kid has all of these half drink cups of water all over the place. And I feel like oh, since yeah, this COVID they thing were, has happened. Because yeah. the water thing. Yeah. And I feel like since this COVID thing happened, like that's my family. Like we'll walk into a room that no one's been into half the day and there'll be seven cups of water and there's only six people in the house. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> how, how do we do this? And you know, and you empty out the dishwasher and there's like 35 cups. And I'm like, mm, children of mine. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but for me it was like, it sounds funny, but after I spit that out and grabbed that other water, it was super, like, refreshing and clean. And I was like, from from that point on, I've made sure that I've held on to my water and finished it before I put it down. But it was just this idea of the, the negative, nasty, non-refreshing all the way to this one that, like, generally wakes me up. And so, but I could just remember so distinctly how I felt when I drank that. And I was right. like, this is all wrong in every level. But how refreshing it was to have that have that water. And I think... You know, as just as what we're talking about today with this idea of a refreshing spirit, you know, in the midst of COVID and how busy we've not been. <laughs> I guess I'd say I feel like I've been busy, but I mean, in our houses, stuck in, you know, when I mean stuck, but like we've, we've had the opportunity to be to be with our family for this long. Just like you said, as as guys are like wives are like, please, can you just go out and do something, anything right now? We're open. Just go. Just go to the store and leave. Um, but we've had this opportunity to spend this much time with our kids. Right. And, and it makes me think of this one verse in Colossians where it says, uh, you know, it's talking about wives, many to your husbands, all this kind of stuff for, for a healthy household. Husbands, love your wives. Don't be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. Usually we stop there. Like usually that's where I would be like, children, right. obey. But the next one, I love it. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. And it made me think about how am I, how do I, 
how can I not be discouraging to my kids? Right. And then the word that came to mind was refreshing. Mm. How can I be refreshing to my kids? You know, and so I guess this week the, the conversation I'd love to bring up is how do we encourage and celebrate our kids for who they are and their gifting? Right. What are they for helping them to become who they've made to become? I believe that this time has been on purpose for a purpose. So how can we use it? To impact our kids for who they become in the future. Right, because we've had uh, an opportunity to observe our kids for the last three months uh, without many distractions. And so um, I, I guarantee most of us have observed some things that were like, I had no idea yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a part of my kid's life. And then there's other things where you're like, I'm going to stomp that out of my kid's heart <laughs> one way or another because yes, that is absolutely yes, yes. unacceptable, you know? Yeah. And, and and so what we want to do is kind of be proactive. It's like, okay, how do we go from discouraging our kids and always chastising them or correcting them? And yeah. the, there is a place for correction. I mean, absolutely. that's part of our job is to, to help train our kids how to be healthy, functioning adults into our, our culture and into our world yeah. that reflects the love of Jesus. Absolutely. But if all you do is correct, if all you do is coach them, if all you do is um, tell them what they're doing wrong, you will embitter them. How do you keep them from becoming, um, you know, uh, where they, they don't have good things to say about their father? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And set them on a path from this point on to become who God's created them to become. And so, so again, I feel like we've had some time, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about watching our kids and seeing where they are and really taking. So it may take time even this week to stop and look and see, hey, what, what has made my kids come alive these last couple of months? Right. What has made them excited? You know, if it's just been video games, how do I move them from video <laughs> games to it? But I mean, and, and again, how do you start to play video games with your kids? Correct. Because correct. that's an opportunity to connect with them. Yeah. You know, that, that you kind of serve them by coming alongside them. And then you can probably set some healthy parameters like 12 hours a day of video games may not be the best thing may for you. May not be you. the best thing. So how do we have a few hours and then engage in other things in this world? Exactly. So moving them from that. But I think even in those video games, just like you're saying, it reveals something that they love or in the midst that you can start to have the conversation like, I noticed that you don't like to do this anymore. I noticed that you do like to do this. You know, um, you know, like during this time, you know, I was telling my daughter has loved to bake cookies and bake cupcakes and make me fatter every day. <laughs> and so I'm noticing that she loves it. So I said, hey, I go, would you want to take like a cooking class? And she's like, yeah, I might want to. She's super creative. You know, she's gone back to making slime in those days when she was she yeah. bored out of her mind and just being super creative. And so we've been trying to have these conversations about what makes them come alive. So I think some solid things that we can we can help. With with our with our kids is is asking first thing stopping and looking and saying what is what what are my kids gravitated to during during these last yes. three months yes you know what are things that they've loved not what I've programmed for them or what I've signed them up for or what I'm making them go to but what are they just naturally gravitating towards yeah and at the same time so once we look at that then examining ourselves. And going, what you know, because we've all been wounded somehow. We've right. all been wounded in ways that cause us to want to, to to cause our children to have something better, maybe we believe, or something of more value because of what we've had to go through. Right. So most of our parenting is either um, as a reaction to bad parenting that we had growing up or um, a unintentional or non-conscious kind of like, well, this is what my parents did, so this is what I'm going to do. Yes. And what we're saying is like, some of that stuff's good. But let's be intentional with it, not just reactionary or not just subconsciously parenting the way or against the way that we were parented. Yes, I think it's it's taking the time to go, okay, examining ourselves in the midst of this and go, we have an opportunity to start fresh. Again, God's mercies are new every morning. So in the midst of this 
pause that our world, in the midst of the Sabbath that our world has been on, we can look and go, okay, God, where have I been moving my kids towards my desires and not their desires? Right. And really begin to compare that and say, okay, so let me make, you know, kind of look and take a little, little checklist of myself and go, okay, my kids love this. I like this. I noticed that during this quarantine, they, they don't like these certain things that I like, and that's okay. Psalm 139 says that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made, and we're, we're made in the image of God. And so, so, yes, they may look like us, they may act like us, but they may be nothing like us, and right. that's okay. But I think it's for us to take a pause and feel like successful parenting is parenting our children the way that God's created them, not the way that we need to create them. Right. So I think it's taking the time. So, so take, you know, looking at our kids and viewing them, saying, God, what are the things that they love? What are the things that they've gravitated away from? from? And God, have I pushed them to the things that they've gravitated away from? Like, again, if my kid hates soccer, but I've made them play soccer. Or if, if I hated soccer and they love soccer, have I pushed them away back and forth? And so it's going, okay, what are the things that they love? Have, sitting down and having the conversation with them about what makes them come alive. Right. And I think the, the other part is finding a balance between correction and encouragement. And in the correction is the behaviors or the attitudes or the postures that maybe they're exhibiting in the, the family that you're like, that full blown is going to prohibit them from being a successful husband or wife or friend or whatever. So you definitely need to chastise, but I also think um, investing as much time or more time into encouraging. And that's when you see the behavior that you want them to do and you go, man, I'm really impressed with that. Like, yeah. I'm really proud of you for doing that. So like my son the other day, one of the things we always rally with our kids is like, when you're done eating, it takes literally 30 seconds to rinse off your plate and put it in the dishwasher. Just do that. And my kids will hit it maybe 20% of the time. Are your kids maybe. my kids? Yes, yeah, seriously. Oh, man. But one morning I saw my son. He finished up and he rinsed his plate and he put it in the dishwasher. And I'm, I like stopped the whole family. And I was like, dude, I know um, that doesn't come normal to you. And so thank you for doing that. And it was hopefully encouraging him to actually step forward into that and do that more often. And I think it did for a day or two, which yeah. was great. Yeah. And then he falls back into old patterns, which I understand. But we need to be men that breathe life. Like you say all the time, you can speak life or death into your kids. Yeah. And there's things that need to die in our kids. But we need to be men that speak life and encourage our kids in the things, the good things that they're doing and the good things that they're engaging yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, it, I remember talking to a guy uh, who, who who worked in the oil field. In fact, he worked in a high-level, high-paying oil field job, and he made the statement. He said, Bill, he goes, if I could, I would have been a math teacher. Mm. And I said, why didn't you? He said, well, my dad set me up here because he was this, so I did this, so I went to school for this. And now I look back, and his life is miserable because he was – almost kind of prodded and pushed towards something that really he didn't come alive in. Right. Now, again, when you don't know what, what you want to do and you're asking questions, you know, but, but we have an opportunity now to change it. You know, uh, uh, Colossians 4, 6 says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so they may know how, uh, how you ought to answer each person. That includes our family. So, so there's times that even now we may say something to our kids, um, you know, it, it, hey, they might like to draw and our words may change the course of their history. Right. You know, it's the one degree of change. We've talked about that before. The one degree of change that is they're drawing that picture. If you're like, well, you need to find something else you really love to do, you know, that because that's really not going to be st stable for you, you know, as a career. Do right. You, do you do you really want to do that? You know, and, and, and we, we get fearful that our kids uh, aren't going to be set up, that they're not going to be secure financially. And it really comes down to money. 
want them to be secure financially. I want them to be right. prepared. But really, it's going, God, guard my heart from, from taking my fears and casting them on my children and help me direct them towards that. Like, hey, that's a great career. You know, like, like, how do we walk through that? How do we? And I think that's the questions we, we need to have and be careful with our speech in the midst of Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think having those conversations with them, why do you love that stuff? And so letting it be seasoned with grace as we ask these questions. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think, you know, again, I, I love the story uh, of Lily and uh, enjoying baking and uh, things like that. And, you know, our oven has been out for a month. Hopefully it's fixed today. Yeah, man. If there's one prayer right now besides wisdom, is yeah, let the oven be fixed. Because my daughter loves to bake as well, and she hasn't been able to do it for a month, and it's killed her. Yeah, because she loves to fatten us up like your daughter does with cookies and sweets and treats and everything. Fatten else. us up for the kill. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> maybe, maybe, and uh, and so. It, it, identifying it, realizing it may not be in your wheelhouse and maybe invite them to teach you yeah. how to do it. Te- teach you what it is that they, they do and, you know, join them in that. So man, we, we have the chance to bring life or death in all situations. Yeah. And our encouragement is in this world that we live in today, our kids need to see life and need to be encouraged and be valued. And, uh, man, make that happen. Make that a priority dad. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think even just one more thing to put in that, there are certain times that we have stipulations in our brain that this is a masculine thing and this is a feminine mm, thing. Right. And I think that we need to acknowledge that our kids are created differently than us. Right. And masculinity is something that's been cast in us because we are men or femininity has been something that's been cast in us because we are women. And so it, the, the, the act of what we love to do does not define our masculinity or femininity. Right. Um, you know, you know, I, again, I, I, I go back to the reports that I've heard that, that the boys who play with dolls when they were younger actually become better fathers because they have more of a heart of compassion right. that are willing to sit with their children and they don't feel distant from them more. They actually become better fathers. Did you hear that out? And so it's kind of a scary thing for some guys. Like, oh, no, 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 don't you play with that. Like, you can encourage your, your, your boy in the value of being a godly father right. by how he treats a doll. Right. As much as you can encourage your, your daughter who may be doing something you think is too masculine to encourage them and say, God created you bugs, that way. Going outside yeah. and finding frogs and doing the STEM stuff. Yeah, you know? God created you that way, fearfully and wonderfully made to be that. Because you know what? There may not be that many people in that field who are who are female or there may not be that many people in this field who are who are male. Right. And so we need to, to break the mold and go, no, God created you. You know, it's funny. We used to say uh, God, God uh, sees you from the hearts and the parts. You know what I'm saying? Like the way that he's created you, you are masculine. You are feminine. God's created you that way on purpose for a purpose to speak life into it, into an area that others may not. So fathers, we have an opportunity to speak life that same way, to not direct them because of our own fears and our own, own, our own insecurities, but to be able to speak life the way that God would speak life right. to the gifting that God has called us to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Hey guys, uh, you're not alone in the journey. It's something that Bill and I are struggling with and uh, we're trying to do. Um, and, uh, you know, keep after it. Every day is a new day and uh, today is a new day to start something. Um, if nothing else, find two or three things from your wife or for your kids and encourage them. Maybe send them a text message of encouragement yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. And uh, it's never too late to change a pattern and uh, to bring life where there once was a death. Absolutely. Um, so hey, we do have a few things coming up, depending on when you're listening to this. June yeah. 18th. It's the last um, week to sign up. I think yeah, we'll be in this one. 2020 is uh, uh, we're doing a date night um, here in the Allen, Texas area. And uh, it is going to be an absolute blast. Uh, tickets are going quick. We're actually um, almost uh, sold out. And 
and that's yeah. pretty exciting for us. Yes, yes. So uh, please, if you want to sign up, it's a date night. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, uh, a few nuggets for marriage and how to reignite that relationship with your spouse and uh, sign up online. I yeah, think the it's link's $30. provided. Yeah. yeah, the link's provided in the uh, in in the link for the bio for the podcast. Yep. So, and uh, it's thirty dollars for a couple, and it's a night that uh, we all desperately need. Um, the other thing is. If you have questions or comments, info at knownlegacy.org. Uh, hit us up there, and uh, we'll get back to you. And finally, um, we love doing this podcast. We love yes. how God has used this podcast to impact uh, dads and wives and marriages and families and culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you want to support that, uh, go to knownlegacy.org and slash donate. And yes, uh, we, we would appreciate any any kind of uh, support that you can give us to keep this going. So thank you guys very much for everything you've done. Thanks a lot. Check us out on uh Social media, Instagram, at Known Legacy, Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries. And uh, thanks so much for listening today, guys. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening to By Dads, For Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.